Hello, and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. Today's show features another magnificent Moxie chat. The mission of this series is to shine a light on the stories of divine, brilliant leaders who are taking risks, pushing through challenges, and living their best life out loud, on purpose, and on their own terms. If you are ready to learn and laugh together, you are in the right place at the right time. As an empowerment consultant myself, as well as an author and international speaker, my daily intention is to speak truth wrapped in grace with divine sides of sass, moxie, and fire. This show is a place for me to share encouraging, empowering stories to ignite your self-talk and sprinkle wisdom to help you define and refine your best self. Are you ready to lean in and learn from a courageous, gracious, tenacious, and absolutely vivacious lioness? Grab your favorite beverage and let's do this. Hello world. Hello everyone. Happy Fierce Female Friday. And today is one of those amazing Fridays because it's a Moxie Chat day. Uh, You have likely seen the promotion, whether it was here on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram or on LinkedIn, because of course we want to make sure that you had the opportunity to join us for the live recording of this podcast conversation with the one and only Sue Yanakon. So for those of you who don't know Sue, her IG bio is one of my faves. It's wife, mom, coffee addict, occasional runner, and president and CEO Real G Franchise Group. Now, if you've been in the real estate industry for the last, um, you know, I don't know, since it started, you would know that Sue is the very first female to hold this position. So we're (laughs) definitely going to be talking about that today. So she actually became the president and CEO of the Realty Franchise Group in November 2020 (coughs) during the pandemic. Uh, She's responsible for managing leading real estate franchise brands, including Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, Century 21, Corcoran, ERA, and Sotheby's International Realty, as well as the management of both Corcoran and Sotheby's International Realty company-owned businesses. Combined, she oversees 16,000 worldwide offices and over 220,000 brokers and independent sales associates doing business in 115 countries and territories worldwide. Wow. Uh, She's also the founder of What Moves Her, a program that aims to inspire and support all women to find their path to leadership and business success in real estate. We will definitely be talking about that as well. Welcome, 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 Sue. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Okay, so let's dig in because the last 12 months have been Well, really 16 months. Who am I kidding? But the last 12 months have been a wild ride for so many of us. Uh, Some really great, some a little of both, some filled with some opportunities and health crises and all sorts of things. So catch us up. What's the last 12 months been like for you? Oh, man. Well, first, thanks so much for being here. And I just still can't wrap my head around a lot of things that have taken place in the last year to year and a half. And you know, it's been a whirlwind. It's been ups and downs and everywhere in between, you know, both personally and professionally. There's been a lot that um, we've all had to go through. And I, you know, you know, I'm very thankful that from my sort of personal and family perspective, we've made it, you know, knock on wood, but, you know, through this without any significant health impacts to anybody. But I do know that so many people have been impacted in, you know, sort of irreparable ways. And, and for that, you know, we, we think about that often. Um, so I say everything I say with, with that lens, right? Which right. is, you know, personally, I've been home. I mean, I've been home for the mm. first time <laughs> in my life, my career, my marriage, and my entire time my child's been alive. I've been home for dinner. I remember saying to somebody early on during this, like, wait, you really do this like every day, like every day, you know, and it wasn't, it was just like people live this way, you know, so that's been a tremendous blessing, a tremendous adjustment, which I will not gloss over. And I'm sure we can talk about because it's been, it's been an adjustment for all three of us. 
maybe four of us. I think my dog had to get used to me. Being <laughs> From a work perspective, it's been, you know, a roller coaster. Like so many of the audience, um, you know, I was, I was in a different role at the time. I was running, you know, a significant portion of our owned brokerage for Caldwell Banker. And, you know, we very rapidly had to learn how to pivot. And, you know, we talk a lot about agility in business and in our workforce and the need to be able to leverage technology and work digitally and work remotely. But let's be honest, we've kind of baby stepped through that over the past decade or so. Right. Um, we were kind of catapulted to the end of it. So there was a lot of leaning into that accelerating change. And with that, of course, driving change management mm-hmm. and really leaning in with people to understand how and why. And then in the midst of it, you know, I got a new job. And so, um, (laughs) you know, and it's been one of the busiest, if not, you know, the busiest real estate sort of run here for a long time, maybe ever. And so exceptionally busy. I've had to pivot, take over this role with this, thank goodness, you know, of all those brands you mentioned, I have an amazing leader on every single one of them that is is just tremendous at what they do. But I had to step into this new role from here, from my house and, and try and build relationships in a different way and not lean on the, Hey, let's go grab coffee or let's go, you know? And so it's been, I've had to learn a lot about myself and my leadership style. And, you know, it's been a, it's been a growth year for sure. Absolutely. Well, and I love how you don't really zoom over the fact that you basically got to know your husband, your child and your dog (laughs) more than you ever knew that you didn't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is th- th- I think that is one of the most beautiful silver linings for many people, especially if you found at the end of it that you really did love each other and dug each other's company. And, you know, you really came together as a family unit. Like it was really exciting for a lot of people who are like, hey, you know, I haven't really like hung out with my spouse or had more than two meals a week <laughs> in years. And I remember one of the first times I saw you speak you were like, you know, let's be real here. Like in order to get where I was, I traveled a lot. Like mm-hmm. I, I prioritize certain things. And when we as women do that to, to move our careers forward, having a strong partner at home is so important, right? Like what were the conversations your husband and you had kind of at the beginning and where are they going now as far as like, are you, is he like, oh my God, I can't believe you're leaving again. Or are you both like, okay, yeah, let's, let's get back into the flow. <laughs> I mean, look, you know me, I'm pretty, I'm pretty honest. There are definitely days where he's like, do you need help packing? Cause you know, you have been in it, you know, it's a lot. Right. And, and I think that's any relationship, right. Yes. Any partnership, you know, that we have across the board, but look, I am, um, the, the conversations were in the beginning were, you know, a lot less about he and I and more about, you know, man, I've got we've got a child that's now home all day, every day. We both work. My husband works. I work. We've got at the time um, a third grader that was now home all day. She spent an entire year home. So it was OK. Who's teaching today? Who's making sure? And thank God she's like the most independent, you know, self-sufficient child because I couldn't figure out her classroom (laughs) half the time. Right. So, you know, there were a lot of there were conversations just period. You know, you talk about ships passing in the night and then all of a sudden you're home and you're like, wow, it's Tuesday night and we're playing Monopoly or it's Tuesday night. And he and I are having, you know, a dinner and a cocktail outside by ourselves calmly. Right. It wasn't that we were rushing through every moment together because everything was scheduled and so frenetic. And I do realize the strength. This is leading to what what we talk about going back. Right. Because I've now been on you know a couple trips and they're starting to pile up. And right. I don't want to lose sight of the calmness that I was able to have mm. without the constant pressure of. You know, I remember there was a huge snowstorm here and I was like, oh, my gosh, I, got, I have meetings. Whatever. I'm like, oh, but I can actually go play. I'm not freaking out that I'm going to miss a flight or I'm going to miss a meeting or right. I'm you know, not going to do this. Instead, I can get everything done and I'm going to go spend an hour sledding in the backyard. Like what? You know, and so that is what we talk about not wanting to lose. You know? Right. Right. Well, let's let's dig into that, because, you know, one of the biggest conversations that we're seeing right now, in particular in the, you know, 
female communities, right? The, the uh, single moms, the working moms, the aunties, they're all coming together to our collective table saying, all right, now next, what's next? Because we know that the mama bears are heading back into traveling. They're, they're actually going into an office, maybe not five days a week, but one or two days a week. And so what are you, what are you saying? Absolutely. 100%. I am not ever letting that back in. And on the flip, like what's getting a yes? Like when you are asked to do something, what is like that? Heck yes. How's that? How are you processing that? Yeah, it's it's a really good conversation to have because it's very easy to just go back. And I keep saying we're not going back to work. We're going forward. So what are the things that we've learned that we want to take forward? And one of them for me is and now let's be you know fair. I have been home. I have agents and managers and folks that have been in the office every day through this. So this does have a disparate impact on individuals. But yes. for me, what am I uniquely qualified to bring value to. Mm. And if I'm not uniquely qualified, I'm going to think really hard about whether I need to be there, whether flying somewhere for a 15 minute, you know, sort of whatever, like I I have to weigh it, right. And be much more intentional about the value, but then also who else could better be served by going and doing that? Who else is capable of handling that? And this goes very much to my thought and my passion, as you know, about, lifting others up and pushing every, you know, pushing others forward the way folks did for me. And so it's giving others the opportunity to use their voice should they want to. But, you know, really knowing when it matters, I found, you know, we did record breaking volumes of business over the past year, right? And our business was essential. We moved forward. We sold franchises. We renewed franchises. We negotiated mergers and acquisitions from our homes, And so the, you know, oh, you got to fly to California to have dinner with this person. Okay, like, let's think about that. And and I think also the expectation from others on us to do that has changed, too. I loved being on the road the last couple weeks, getting back, seeing my customers, you know, being with people. There is a connection. You know, I Mm. miss sitting and having that coffee or that, you know, whatever. But but we don't have to drive ourselves like into the ground in order to do it. And I think we, we, be it the women listening, be it anybody, have to own that and manage that to the way that works for us. And I think that's shifted. And I think it's shifted in a good direction. Agreed. Well, I remember years ago reading an interview with Warren Buffett and how he basically, I mean, he, he is really kind of the king of no, Right. Yeah. Like it's it, he says no to 90 percent of the invitations. And and he was there was a, a whole kind of flutter about him saying no to going to the White House for the mm-hmm. like the second time during the same president's term. He's like, I've already been there. Like, I've already done that. And that's not how I want to invest my time. And it really it, like it it really stuck with me. It was like that's a, it's a great way to look at things. Right. To say. From your perspective, you're saying, like, what am I uniquely bringing? Is it something that Sue is the only one who can do it? Then yes. And, and is it something that you need to do live or is it something that can be a hybrid? You know, because I think we have seen that, that we, we do have the ability to update each other, to share an inspiring message through video for certain things. And I think that, you know, while everybody is truly desperate in so many ways to get together, you know, like to have the, the hallway hug sessions and, and just really reconnect on a personal way, I think we're all, there's also an entire community that's saying, I don't really want that at all. So mm-hmm. we need to be able to serve them as well, right? We need to be able to have that hybrid opportunity, the, the way for them to live stream in or to see what's going on. And it might be, you know, a health concern, but it's also, you know, a lot of single parents don't have the funds or the resources or the or the support system to travel to come to even see you live, right? And so they still want the opportunity to see you. Uh, and I'm loving a lot of those conversations, right? Like yeah, it's, I think there's, you know, there's you have to look at the the duality of providing that value, right? And and what are the ways in which you can do it, and does it have to be live? And then I think to your point, always think about the people that 
no matter what can't get to you. So how do we bring it to them? Right. And I think that's really important and huge learning out of this because the level of engagement in the virtual world, you know, you saw this with your, you know, with your, your teas and your moxie chats and, you know, people online, all this stuff, you, we saw an enhanced level of engagement in a lot of things virtually. And, and so I don't want to leave that audience and those folks behind right. because we start going live again, you know, on, on the flip side, I do have a job to do. And there is an expectation <laughs> that I am at things and that I participate. And I love that. That's my job. I would never change. I mean, I said, you know, multiple times that I've made those choices and I will continue to make those choices. They may just be made through a different lens, but I think it's also a more understanding lens today. There, yeah. there was zero tolerance for no, I can't or not, you know, whatever. And, you know, I think that's what I'm hopeful we bring forward. Yeah. You know, in in my world, we have lots of conversations around values, aligned yeses and nos, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that this is such a great opportunity as we are all stepping back into what this next new season is going to look like. It's important to revisit those values and say, you know, like that it's if you're having trouble saying no, go to that list. And if it if it's not honoring respecting or aligned with those values in any way, let that be your, your first no, right? Like, no, that doesn't work. And we want, we know we want our family units to be able to stay connected. And especially those that are filled with joy and safety and, you know, sledding in the backyard when it's snowing, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you want to be able to still be able to say yes to your child when they're like, hey, can we go out and sled? And so I think there's going to be a little bit of a a bridge, right, that we're going to have to navigate kind of step by step and share what's working and what's not. Because I think that in general, we know this and we know this through our women's empowerment work, Sue, that women, their initial gut is to say yes to everything because they don't want to disappoint anyone. And then you add in the fear of missing out on something. And it's kind of like the perfect bookend for burnout (laughs) because it's like, yes, 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 yes. And so now I think our sisterhood has really learned that the world goes on. It does. It it absolutely does. And there is rarely a moment where if you choose and you choose with the right sort of guiding principles, if you will, your principles, not anybody else's, not living by somebody else's rules, but what works for you and the people you've decided matter, that it's going to be the wrong answer, you know, and because you've made it from that place. And and I can say that if I look back and I think at the times I've said yes to things when it wasn't aligned with that when it was more out of fear or out of, Oh my God, I have to be there. Like, I can't not show up. What are they going to say? What are they going to think? Like, how's this going to impact my career? <laughs> Candidly sitting in the seat now, I would tell my myself that went to that cocktail thing and went to that dinner <laughs> because I felt I had to, and wasn't home for dinner. This person doesn't care. Right? Like if it's no, every single time, maybe we're going to care. But if it's, you know, we just, we overemphasize the value on some of these things yeah. in the grand scheme of things. And, and it's, I know it's a lot easier for me to say now that I'm sitting here, yeah. but there are a lot of times I look back and say, man, they really meant it when they said I didn't have to go and it wouldn't matter. Right. Or they don't, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I think that's a leadership thing. We say, no, we'll tell everyone they don't really have to go. And we're like, you know, they all think they really have to go. Right. Like, I, so I'm like, I'm trying to even say, don't ask people now. Just don't ask. If, if it's not required, don't ask kind of thing. So it's a balance. And yeah. to your point, well, that's, that's, gonna, that's good. Yeah, we're going to learn through it. We're going to, you know, we're going to stutter step a little bit. And I'm yeah. sure I'll still miss things and I'll still be on the road. And I'll, you know, there'll still be things that I say, you know, no to uh, on both sides of the family. But it is, uh, I mean, family and work. You know, those are the choices we make. I just, I just encourage everyone to make sure they're their choices and no one else's. Yeah, so true, so true. Well, and, and you know that that kind of leads into the idea of having you know your squad, your lioness pride that you're checking in with, right? And more so than ever, I think that in particular 
I can speak from my personal experience, like my sisterhood really became so much stronger in these, you know, during the, the sheltering in place time, like we, we, we couldn't see each other in person. We weren't flying all over the country to see each other and, you know, have that glass of wine or have the, the morning coffee. However, I feel like for, for most of us, we actually had the chance to step in deeper into our relationships because we weren't rushing to the next thing. So like if we had a coffee date from nine to 10 in the morning, it actually, we had coffee and an hour long conversation, not the like looking up and waving and checking our phones. And (laughs) like, we could actually, you know what I mean? Like we could actually focus on each other. And so like, that's definitely something I would love to see everyone continue to do, right? Really still keep in touch with that group and share your values, share like, these are the things that I really don't want to negotiate going forward. Like hold my feet to the fire here. And if you see me doing that, call me out on my shizzle because we know we need that. We know we need it because we are servant hearted leaders. So let's talk about, um, let's dig into women. (laughs) because this is really the topic around empowering and equipping and encouraging women is really where our relationship Mm -hmm. lit on fire. Right. I mean, we've known each other for many moons inside the the religious world. I think maybe, maybe the first time I met you or saw you speak was at an IBC. I mean, Probably. I think so. Yeah. I think (laughs) way back when, Uh, you know, and over the last decade or so, you know, the conversations around women in leadership, women on stages has, you know, we've been talking about let's get more parity in that space for a very long time. And I think that in the last five years in particular, you know, Woman Up, really the conversation started for that at CAR in 2016. And, you know, it started because, you know, Sarah was like, where are the women? She'd been focused on economics and all of a sudden she looked up and was to be serving brokers and realized, where are all the ladies, you know? And then I think it was actually a couple of years after that, when we were partnering with Cobalt Banker mm-hmm. on that program, that it lit the fire for this amazing program that has now gone through a couple of different, really awesome iterations. And you officially launched this beautiful new brand. I think I saw you actually carrying the mug earlier. I, yes, I have my, I have one of my mugs. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Yay. <laughs> Versus really? your line, right? But, you know, before we dig into what moves her, let's talk about the headlines we're seeing about the mass exodus of women mm-hmm. in the workforce during the pandemic. You know, we've had lots of conversations about this offline. We've had the conversations inside the What Moves Her community and the Woman Up community. And from the perspective of real estate being an excellent option for a lot of those women who were adversely impacted, during the pandemic, during the shutdown, who couldn't, either their jobs disappeared or they just simply could not balance, could not find a space and integration. What are you seeing in your brands? Like, are there are there new messaging strategies that you're working on? Are there new licensee trendy trends happening? Shifts from per, part-time to full-time? Like, what's happening inside your, your multitude of brands? Well, you know, it's interesting, and I love that you uh, kind of touch on this, because I do think, and I think it's really important to frame up the context about, I'm not going to get the phrase right that they, that's being used in, the, in sort of the media, but there is this exodus of women from the workplace. And it's literally taking us back to the rates of the 1980s. Correct. Which is just... You know, it's painful when you think about how far and how hard, right, it's been to get parity or close to parity because we're not even there in a lot of areas. But it does highlight the very real reality that women still carry the majority of the out of office burden within the family. Right. And I think that because that's what happened. They were generally the lower wage earner. So they were the first to make the choice. Their jobs were eliminated more and they had to step out to take care of their children, right? And so, or their family or their parents or or whatever. So I think that it's really important that we highlight that because it makes the conversations we're having now that much more critical across our industry and really all industries. Yes. So it um, it it has heightened my focus and my passion behind 
the what moves her that started two years ago now, but a year and a half ago now. You know, I think we're seeing, I, 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 we're seeing, look, what I'm seeing is amazing results out of a lot of our agents, right? But I haven't, I don't, I can't speak directly to, you know, more full-time, part-time. What I am seeing is our people saying, you know, how do I leverage people differently? How do I engage differently to drive my success? How can I do, and that's why we focus so much on bringing tools and systems that allowed people to do it their own way right? It didn't force the in office or whatnot. But, you know, we have done some targeted, um, you know, looks at bringing, making, making awareness, making keep driving awareness of this as a career opportunity with literally no ceiling for women, for anyone in the workforce. You know, there's still significant people that are out there, but it, it should be something that, you know, as any brokers that are, that are listening you know, as you're looking in your marketplace to attract new talent. Now, throughout that time, you had a little bit of a problem. And even some states are still behind and actually getting their licensing done. So new licensees into the market have been a little challenging, but it's a great opportunity. Think about when women entered in mass decades ago, it was the part time, you know, and we've certainly evolved from that, you know, to fierce women uh, out there running amazing teams and brokerages. But there's an opportunity for sure that should not be lost on the value and the opportunity to do this and do it your way. Absolutely. Well, I, I remember even 20 years ago when I first got into real estate, like being very like, don't say you're part time. <laughs> like that you it was looked upon so negatively the like having another job was you know what we now have the trendy name of the side hustle right like it's cool to have a side hustle now in real estate and i'm so thrilled to actually see that because i think it actually opens up this community and this industry that does now while you're it's not as flexible as the the as TV makes it look. No, it's not. <laughs> and for anybody out there who's listening that thinks a contract is three pages, like on HGTV, you will be sorely shocked. Uh, real estate is more about people and houses. It is big contracts. It's lots of negotiation. It's, you know, lots of dancing around your neighborhoods and doing hosting and all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, you know, you do control a lot more than you do in a corporate job, including where you do your work, Right. Yeah. Psst. Hey, it's me. Well, you are listening to the Fire Up podcast, but we'll be right back to the show after this break. Have you heard I'm working on an exciting new collaboration with Molly McKinley of Intentionalities? We're putting together a moxilicious bundle with my new book, a journal, affirmation cards, a candle, matches to light your soul tank on fire, and a special empowerment blend tea to sip on while you enjoy the process. Head on over to moxieonfire.com, add your name to the list for updates, and reserve a bundle or two today as you wish. Again, that's moxieonfire.com. All right, back to the show. And so I love the idea of, you know, from your perspective, Sue, is remind, you know, reminding your brands, like, are you looking at that? Like, what is your messaging and how are we, how are we going to be part of, I can, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm getting this right. The, the she session, right? Mm-hmm. That's the, what it is. Yes. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, this idea that it isn't, it isn't the typical recession because it was really, truly, I mean, I think in one quarter, it was like a million women yeah. stepped out of the workplace. Yeah. And so how we can really rise in this situation and surround that sisterhood and really single parents in general, right? Whether it's the mom or the dad, right? Because there's so much flexibility in the way in which you can enter this industry and the way in which you can be successful. And that success can be defined, God knows, and however, however you as an individual choose to define it. But, you know, I've heard a lot of people I've spoken to having a hard time finding assistance, right? What better way to start thinking about evolving somebody's opportunity to kind of on-ramp again for whatever reason they may have been off-ramped than as an assistant. And they can do it from home, right? In a lot of ways, there's a lot of things that can be done. You know, if you want somebody to go sit, I knew I know some agents and some folks who, you know, needed to hire people just to go sit their open houses 
during you know the pandemic because they were compromised and couldn't go do it. And so that was a pathway to a different opportunity for somebody now if they had to be licensed, whatever. But like, so there are a lot of ways to think creatively and in a different way about how to do that. And I just think it's part of our, and, and when I do my What Move, Moves Her series, when we do those series, and you know, one of the questions I'm always asked is how do we activate locally? How do we do anything locally? Same thing with our diversity and our inclusive ownership programs. And to me, it's about get into your community, understand the needs of your community, take a look at you know, what companies are there, what, who's been laying people off, you know, what, go to the gym. I don't go to the gym anywhere. Go to a gym, go to your gym. If you go to the gym or sit at the pool or go to the club or do whatever you do, just talk to people. You know, I mean, we do that better than anyone in this industry. So (laughs) we do. (laughs) So, well, you know, again, you know, we're, if I, if if I may, we're packaging it back around aligning to our values, right? Like, and also that soul tank side of things, like the things Mm -hmm. that you love to do, spend your time doing those things and look around and say, who else is enjoying these things? That's right. Right. And having the conversation around, you know, what is it that they're, what are they looking forward to as things open up? And you never know where the conversation can go. It might go into, I'm looking to find a new career, right? I mean, we don't always, it's kind of like in one of my workshops, I, I talk about flipping the conversation when we meet people for the first time, because in America, we ask everybody, what do you do? Like, that's the first question we ask strangers. And so we're basically saying, what do you do for money to complete strangers? Right. And instead of flipping that into like, what are you really passionate about right now? Is there a cause that you love? You know, do you have a passion project that you're working on? You know, that, that kind of opens up that heart center and allows us to connect on a different level because we'll always find out what we do for a living. Like we always go there. It's like at some point, there's always conversations about the weather, about what we do for a living. You know, like these things are just, they're part of how we've trained our brain to communicate with others. And so I think it's it's such a great time for us to add in, kind of sprinkle in our scripting in our heads to say, how can we really help ignite those people who are Local, and I love that you keep using that term. That's so great. Uh, okay, so let's talk about the the what moves her movement. And you know, I know you. Uh, there's been a couple of events already this year. So what does what does the second half of 2021 look like? Yeah, I'm excited about the second half of 2021. I can't believe we're already in the second half of 2021. Like, I, I astounding and. You know, so we did take what originally I had started when I was working at Caldwell Banker to an entire Realogy, you know, uh, movement now, I guess, around women in leadership. And it's something I'm really proud of. Realogy, Ryan Schneider, Ryan Gorman, who helped me kick it off, you know, sort of gave me that, you know, sort of blank slate to do whatever I wanted behind my passion. You know, that's a real benefit of working where I work. And we said, let's make it bigger. Let's make it broader. Let's be bolder. Let's reach everyone. We open everything we do in what moves her is open to anybody in the entire industry. You know, it's open to people outside of our industry. When I hosted one event live before the shutdown, it was free. Like it's not for me, it's about literally raising everyone up and it's focused on real tangible, actionable things. So you know, we had a series of events last year. We kicked it off for Realogy uh, mid-year this year. We'll be hosting our for a second event in September. I signed the contract with the speaker last night, but I'm not ready to share it yet because I'm not sure it's been countersigned. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it has. No, she uh, is an amazing woman who many will know outside of our industry. It's another thing I really am passionate about doing is bringing people in that have lived a different life, experienced a different business. Um, I think that, you know, helps us learn more by seeing it through a different lens, focused on bringing your whole self forward, focused on goals and achievement and focused on, you'll start seeing then for the latter half that event. And we'll probably do one more on, you know, of course, heading into 2022 and, and business planning, goal setting and accountability. I'm, I'm fiercely focused on that. And then uh, we also have all of our brands, you know, taking what they've already, most of them have started for women's networks within their brands, 
and evolving them too. So at local events, we'll be doing things so that we can get that sort of tribe together in person and that connection. So, you know, just more and more to come. And and next year, there'll be, you know, more, I have a a planned series of blogs that'll go along with some of this. And so it's just really evolving. And then specifically within Realogy also, we started, and this is for Realogy. Uh, This one is not open to everybody, but it is something I'm really proud of, which is in our Ascend program, which is a, a leadership program for the next generation in our industry, I call it kind of like a master's to, to leadership. We've started a, where we'll be launching in the fall, a women's lane that is evolved through women leaders across all of our brands. It will sit inside of that program, but to really tackle some specific women-related challenges, opportunities, you know, however you want to frame it. And then we also have one that'll be focused on you know, we launched our uh, inclusive ownership program. And so we'll also be having a lane on that. So really focused on that, uh, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion opportunity to raise up more in our industry across the board. Yeah, I I love the inclusive ownership program. For those of you who don't know about that, I'll drop the link in so that you can uh, learn a little bit about that. We've actually talked about it uh, several times during some of our weekly conversations over on the Woman Up group, which again, Realogy has been an amazing partner and sponsor for years of that movement. And I love, you know, from from this kind of broker brand neutral space of the association and the initiative of woman up seeing so many of the brands really embrace the, the concept of, you know, these uh, like affinity, like creating affinity and creating a connection inside their organizations with niche groups. Like it, it really is important for people to feel seen and heard and understood in a way that doesn't make people feel excluded, but actually makes them feel included. And that is, that's a fine line. I mean, we've really focused on that for, you know, five years in particular inside the the woman up community, like right from the start, making sure we had the element of diversity, but every year we get deeper and deeper and deeper into that. And it's like, you know, who isn't even in this room that we don't even know exists, you know? And so like the evolution is, isn't only in the programs, it's in that our thinking. And I think that's what a lot of these programs, we don't talk about the beauty of that kind of behind the scenes part about really inspiring the leaders of those organizations and the leaders who step in to really start thinking differently and thinking about justice surrounding the diversity, equity, and inclusion inclusion conversations as well. So um, I'll make sure to get that link in there. All right, let's let's do some personal stuff here. Oh let I know you're like, oh. <laughs> okay, so one of the favorite questions inside the fire up community is around success. So I would love to know how you, Sue, define success. Great. So success for me is really wrapped around having pride in oneself and ultimately happiness, right? I think success, it can't be defined through a title or a paycheck or any of those things. It has to be pride in and of self and in the way in which you've achieved things. I mean, I think that's really to me, and and that means you can be successful in anything, anywhere, at any level, yeah. um, because it's coming from inside, and it's not an external definition of success. Mm, that's so beautiful. I mean, I think whenever we can wrap ourselves in our purpose, that really is what triggers that for us, right? When we're doing the work that we're meant to be doing, in the lane that we're in, it feels so good, right? And I, w- I remember I was having a conversation with a girlfriend a couple of weeks ago. We were actually in person. And we were talking about the difference between happiness and joy. Mm. And about the, like, it's not always easy to be happy. <laughs> and I think part of that is because our whole lives, in particular for Gen Xers and older, you know, we've always been taught, like, you should be happy. Happy is the only thing to be. And if you're not happy, you're bad, right? Yeah. Like, you're, you need to be fixed. And so this concept of choosing joy, right? It, joy doesn't necessarily mean you're happy, but you can be joyful about what is happening in your world while you still have the negative things going. And when you're saying about, you know, this having, 
having this this pride in in yourself and it not being connected to a title or your paycheck like that really that feels joyful to me right yeah i've never thought about those two words in a in a different so that's that's really thought provoking joy and happiness and and i when i when i say happiness you know i it, it's funny cuz you you i get I can think back to my mom telling me a story about how when I was a little kid, I said, I'm always expected to be happy. I'm expected to be the happy one. Everybody assumes I'm going to be happy. Sometimes I'm not happy, right? And it's funny because I now have a 10-year-old that has said the literally the exact same thing to me. And I said, no, you, being happy, and maybe it's a contentment thing or it's a joy thing. It it's, doesn't mean there's not a bad day. And it doesn't mean that I don't have anxiety and, and stress and I'm happy with the choices I've made. I'm content with them. I am successful, you know, sort of in a career beyond beyond what I ever would have imagined for myself. But I'm so I'm proud of that. But I'm proud of what it took to get here. That to me is the success, the journey, the learnings, all of it culminating in something that was never what I put on paper that I was looking for. And maybe that's why I got there. Right. So good. I don't know. Well, you know, I read this book last year. Actually, it's called Cassandra Speaks. Here, it's my my, my stack of books that I always go to. I don't know if you've read this book yet. Not, no. I, I recommend listening to it. I really do, uh, especially as a mom of a wee of a wee woman. It really talks to about language and the the power of words and how mm-hmm. I shared this at the awesome females conference yesterday too. Like when you read this book, you will never look at another book list from a grade school, a high school, a college, any kind of education program. You'll never look at them again, the same ever mm-hmm. because 95% of the books are written by men and 95% of the content uses analogies about war. And that war is what, creates success, right? This very like masculine energy of power over versus the power with. And so I kind of, when I, when I think about joy and contentment and this, the ability to embrace all of the emotions in our own success, we're going to have crappy days. We're going to have amazing days at the end. Like, do I feel that sense of contentment in in what I've done today and focusing on today? That's not something we learned. It isn't something we learned. It was like, you have to be happy at the end of the day or the day was failed. <laughs> God, I failed a lot of days then, guys. <laughs> right? But we don't have to. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty of releasing that, right? And releasing yeah. that for your daughter, right? And the future generations, right? Your daughter's daughter and every daughter that comes after that like, and every son, right? I, it's yeah. not the same for men. However, if we're not careful, it will continue to kind of leak in there uh, because we're pushing it out of ourselves. And if we don't, if we're not careful, we don't want to, we don't want to push it on the men in our lives. We don't push all that stuff that we're getting rid of over their direction. But Cassandra Speaks really, really had a big effect on even in my affirmation work, the the words I used, making sure that when I met, when I said slay, that I I was really intentional about using slay, right? Mm -hmm. Because slay, slay all day, you know, with your rosé, it's kind of like this mantra these days, but slaying really is bloody and violent. And, you know, how can we use different terms in there? And so I think it's when we look at the word success and we look at how we're defining that and, and I hear these beautiful divinely feminine energy filled words, it's, it's very, very exciting. Well, words matter. I mean, I just real quickly, I think that, I'm going to read this book, but one of the things that I even try reframing in my own house is how I define what I'm proud of within Mm. my daughter, right? So, you know, I'm happy that you won states, but I'm proud of the hard work you put in, right? And just even reframing some of that language so that it's the journey and it's the drive and the hard work that I'm, you know, even that look, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you got a good grade. I'm proud you tried hard. Like, I, I don't care if you fail, but if you tried your hardest, I'm proud of you, right? And so mm-hmm. I, I think even just being intentional in our words with your speeches, with our kids, with our whatever it is, is words matter. You know, we see that more and more. Yeah, we have the power as more women step into leadership, as more women step on stages, we have the power to weave in those words, right? To highlight the books that are written by other uh, other women. We have the, you know, share quotes that were written by 
more, with more feminine energy in them, regardless of the gender of the person who wrote yes. the book or wrote the quote, right? This, because we all have this beautiful feminine energy that for so long has been told, stay down, Shh, mm-hmm. be quiet, wait to be asked. And I love that she is rising, that this feminine energy is rising. So uh, talking about, speaking of words, yes. what are the three words you use to describe yourself? I would say (laughs) authentic, fearless, focused. Ooh, those are great words. So authentic, why do you choose authentic? What, What about authentic sings to you, Sue? I think it's exhausting to try showing up or to show up every day as somebody else. If you don't just own who you are, you are wasting so much of your energy to try and be the vision of what somebody else, what, the way you believe it's, it's ridiculous. So I think I'm, I'm pretty authentic. I, I own, uh, you know, but that also comes to, I own my decisions. I own my thought processes. I um, do it my way. And um, that doesn't mean I'm bullheaded and stubborn and there's no other way, but I mean, I show up. Yeah. Some may say sometimes I'm that way, but <laughs> It, it kind of means I just show up as me, right? Like I remember people telling me I had too many pictures of my daughter in my office one day, right? And I was like, well, don't come in my office. Like, I, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not taking my daughter. Give me a break. I, it's why I lead with wife, mom. You know, I don't lead with everything else because I am authentically that. And that person is going to come to work every single day. It's going to go to the, but I'm also going to, you know, the PTO meeting and I'm, you know, mom, CEO, this, like that. I show up as me everywhere and I try not to leave a part of it on the cutting room floor because that's that's good. Well, and I love how you led, right? Like it's too exhausting. Like you have so many things that you want to do. You know, that, that kind of connects the dots between authentic and focus. Like you yeah. have a fierce focus about, it. I, I would say you have a ferocious focus <laughs> and ferocious is one of my favorite words. And we don't use it enough because it's kind of like, has this like wolf kind of feel, but I mean, let's be real. Like the wolf pack is amazing yeah. and the fearlessness and the focus. I mean, I think that we've seen it and in your career and what you've done in your career, and we've also heard it. Right. We've we've heard you say the words. We've heard you talk the talk and then walk the walk. And I think it's easier to follow someone. Again, my perspective, it's so much easier for me to to follow and to listen to someone who lives authentically. Right. Because you can you can smell it. Oh, totally. When they're being a phony baloney. (laughs) And it's exhausting to listen to, right? Like that's not fun either. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. I mean, I I remember when social media, you know, probably, mm, I don't know, 10 years ago now, because it's been around for a long time. But when people would like, one of the best compliments I could get would be like, oh my gosh, you're exactly like you are online. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like now with video, it's pretty hard to hide who you are. If you're doing video, like uh, you you see me, like there's no, there's no filter here. Okay. (laughs) So we have a a very, very short amount of time and I want to make sure we do the rapid fire. So are you ready for rapid fire? think so. Okay. The first question is what was your first concert? Men at work. Stop. Okay. Oh my God. I wish this wasn't rapid fire. All right. I'm putting that on my list of things to talk to you about over wine. What is your superpower? <laughs> I sleep really well. <laughs> you, 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 you sleep really well. Well, that's like Ariana Hunt, uh, Huffington, right? Her whole like sleep your way to the top because you actually sleep well at night. I sleep well. I do. Maybe that's my superpower. That I actually think that's a brilliant superpower. (laughs) I I can guarantee is the first time I have ever heard that as a superpower too. There is your authenticness right there, Sue. Uh, Okay. Who would play you in the movie of your life? Oh my God. This is so hard, but I hope pink. (gasps) Oh my God, totally. Oh. I, I just, ah, there are no words for my, my love of her. So. Her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I hear you. I hear it. No, She'd so far is like, life, but still that's who I want. <laughs> no, I love it. I think it's Maybe so I great. want to play her life. I think I want to play her life. That's probably better. More accurate. Uh, yeah, well, at least the highlights we see. 
right? Yes, yes of course. Yes. Okay. What is your favorite soul filling activity to relax and unwind? I meditate. Ooh, good. Good for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Last, but definitely not least, my favorite question of the hour. What does moxie mean to you? Oh, moxie means unapologetically going after what you want. Mm. Ah, you know, I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Sue, thank you so much for joining me before. I want to make sure that before we say goodbye, I give you one final, like, final words you want to sprinkle over the community. What's on your heart before you go? Oh, well, thank you. First of all, thank you uh, for having me here. It's such a pleasure. Always so much fun with you, Deborah, whether it's one of these or just our, you know, catch ups on the phone. Look, I think that we've been through a lot. We've shown how resilient we are as human beings, as women. We've learned a lot about ourselves, and I want us all to carry that forward. Don't lose sight of the learnings, not just about how we did work um, and how we got stuff done, but what we learned about ourselves Mm -hmm. and who we want to be as we go forward and how we want to make decisions in our life. I think it's really important, and if you have to, write them down right now. Mm -hmm. Write them down. How do you want to continue? What do you want to carry forward? Don't stop giving up on your, you know, what we've, I I, I was saying before, Deborah, these are not few words because I'm never concise, but we gave a lot to each other. We put the community first. We put each other first a lot during the last year, more than I've seen ever before. And I encourage everyone to take that empathy and don't lose sight of it. Yeah, carry it with us going forward. There you have it. Authentic, fearless, focused, a wife, a mom, a coffee addict, an occasional runner, and the president and CEO of Realogy Franchise Group. Thank you so much, Sue. It's been so much, so much fun spending this near hour with you. I know that my tank is full. And I am going to go into the weekend skipping and probably sipping something on the deck in (laughs) your honor. So uh, for those of you who were here with us live, thank you so much for joining us. For those of you on the podcast, if you've got questions for Sue, drop them in the comments, shoot a a DM. I will make sure to get them to her, get you connected to her team so that we can get you the answers that you seek. Again, all of the programs that we talked about today will be in the show notes. So click around in there, get to know about what moves her sign up for those events that are happening in q3 and q4 and let's all walk out into our worlds today ready to engage elevate and empower one another with joy and contentment in our hearts we'll see you all soon bye for now thank you for joining me today for a divine dose of truth wrapped in grace with sides of sass moxie and fire want more information on what we talked about today You'll find the show notes and links over on my website, debratraven.com. Search the podcast title and voila! If you enjoyed the show today, please hit subscribe, click those stars to rate me, and leave a review. Oh, and don't keep the show a secret. Pretty please, share it with your friends too, okay? Lioness, I am praying you enjoy living your best life out loud, on purpose, and on your own terms. As always, keep your eyes open for moments you can engage, elevate, and empower your world.